350 years ago, the Thirty Years' War was raging between the Catholic and Protestant countries of Europe. And, as always, the poor Jews suffered the most. Emperor Ferdinand of the Habsburg Empire became desperate at his ever-shrinking treasury due to the terrific expense of the war. He turned to Jewish bankers and merchants of his country to help him out of his financial difficulties. And as a reward, he gave these Jews privileges and rights that they had previously not had. This favor from the emperor aroused the jealousy of the nobility and the clergymen who sought the opportunity to make trouble for the Jews. The new governor of Bohemia, which was part of the Habsburg Empire, was called Rudolf of Venslov. He was one of those who resented the friendliness that Emperor Ferdinand was showing toward the Jews who had helped him with loans during his times of trouble. The Jews of Prague, which was part of Bohemia, numbered about 10,000 people and were very well respected. Jews and Lahavdil, non-Jews alike, were under the influence of the memory of the Maharal, Rabbi Yehuda Leib of Prague. The governor could not easily provoke any serious riots against the Jews of the ghetto because of the memory of the Maharal. However, something happened in the winter of the year 1623 of the Common Era, which gave the governor the opportunity he had been waiting for. Governor Rudolf of Wenslov had the responsibility of caring for all of the precious furnishings and draperies of the emperor's palace. Through the spring, summer, and fall, everything was carefully stored away from the sun. In the wintertime, these precious carpets and hangings were brought out for use in the emperor's palace. Amongst the treasures were some heavy gold brocade curtains woven by a famous medieval master weaver. These curtains were priceless, and the governor was responsible for them to the emperor. The governor entrusted the keys of the treasure chests within which these precious articles were secured to Radek, the chamberlain, who was next in importance to the governor Rudolf. In 1623 of the Common Era, the month of December came around, and Radek began to unpack all of the precious carpets and curtains and hangings as part of the preparations for the winter festival season. Each item was taken out of storage, but when they came to the huge iron chest in the cellar which contained the famous gold brocade curtains for the emperor's stateroom, the chest was found to be empty. The guards were alerted that the priceless curtains were missing. The governor immediately gave orders that no one was to be allowed to either leave or enter the palace until a search and investigation could be made. Rudolf assembled the entire palace staff and screamed at them, If those curtains are not back here by tonight, I will have you all thrown into prison. There was no doubt in anyone's mind that the governor Rudolf meant exactly what he said. 
Radek spoke up. Might I suggest, Your Honor, that the pawn shops and warehouses in the city of Prague should be searched? And keep a special eye on the homes and warehouses of the Jews. That's a good suggestion, Radek, said the governor. He was interested in the prospect of making trouble for the Jews of the Prague ghetto. He immediately gave orders that a house-to-house search was to be made, and every house and store and warehouse in Prague was to be turned upside down until the gold brocade curtains were recovered. The governor had the gates to the ghetto locked, without telling the Jews what was happening, and had his men search in every likely and even unlikely place for the missing curtains. The Jews were terrified as they had no idea what was going on. When the governor's men reached the large house and store of the leader of the ghetto, Enoch Altschol, they seemed to lose all sense of humanity. They burst into Enoch's house, threw open the cupboards and the closets, and threw everything all over the floor in terrible disarray. They found nothing, so they approached Enoch Altschul with a pistol pointing at his heart. Show us where you keep your most precious merchandise, or we will shoot you, they shouted at him. The poor old man, trembling with fear, led the hooligans to the back of his store and opened a secret vault, where, in a plain wooden box, they discovered a glittering heap of material, including the precious gold brocade curtains. They arrested Enoch Altschul and took everything back to the palace. Governor Rudolf of Venslov was pacing the floor of his room when Enoch Altschul was brought in. When the governor saw the precious curtains, he was so relieved, and when he learned they had been found hidden inside the store of the Jew Enoch Altschul, a gleam crept into his eyes. So, he sneered, the Jew has been caught and exposed like the thief he truly is. Explain yourself. I gave my word of honor to a most noble member of your court, replied Enoch Altschul in a clear voice. Unless he himself grants me permission to speak, I cannot and will not explain the presence of these goods in my store. A likely story, replied the governor. Perhaps the lash of a whip will loosen your tongue. The governor ordered his servants to whip the Jew. The governor was so happy because his hatred for the Jews had blinded him, and he rejoiced in the thought that the emperor would now see how wrong he had been to show kindness to these ungrateful people. That evening, Enoch Altschul was brought before the governor. He had been so badly beaten that he was carried in on a stretcher, but he remained silent. You have until tomorrow morning at nine o'clock, said Governor Rudolph. If by then you still refuse to tell me how you got these curtains, you and your family will be hanged, and I will order my troops to storm the Prague ghetto and loot everything. Now, take this man away. Perhaps he will find it wiser to speak than to remain silent. All night, poor Enoch Altschul 
tossed in pain. His body ached. His mind was tortured. What should he do? He davened as hard as he could, and eventually fell into a light sleep. Suddenly, it seemed as if the room was filled with light, and he saw the Maharal, Rabbi Yehuda Leib, assuring him that everything would be all right. Encouraged by the vision of the Maharal, Enoch Alshul awoke, feeling full of hope, and he davened until the guards came to take him to the governor. Enoch Alchul's face bore a calm and dignified look as he was carried into the governor on a stretcher. The whole royal court was assembled in the stateroom of the governor. The servants took Enoch Alchul to the window overlooking the plaza below. You see those heavily armed men down there, said the governor. On my signal, they will break into the ghetto and destroy every Jewish home there. Enoch lay there as he strengthened himself. Yet before he had a chance to open his mouth to say anything, the chamberlain Radek stepped forward. Your honor, said Radek, I am the guilty one in this case. This noble old man, Enoch Alshul, is remaining silent because he wishes to protect your personal honor. Several months ago, continued Radek, I was in urgent need of 25,000 gold coins. I had heavy gambling debts. I decided to take the gold curtains to this Jew who had previously helped me out with loans. I wrote a note to the Jew in your name and sealed it with your seal. In the note was a promise from you to treat the Jews kindly if Enoch Altschuler would keep the pawning of the curtains a secret. On the other hand, the note threatened the worst punishment for the whole ghetto if he so much as uttered a word about the arrangement. The court was shocked. Why was Radek confessing? they wondered. And Radek himself soon answered them. I would have remained silent about the matter, feeling sure that the curtains would be found by the search party and the Jew would have gotten the blame. But last night, continued Radek, I had a horrible dream. The rabbi of the Prague ghetto, Rabbi Yehuda Leib, the Maharal, appeared before me, and with him was that horrible clay monster, the Gailam. I was filled with the same terror as was felt years ago by those who tried to plant guilt on the innocent Jews only to be taken care of by the Gailam. The Maharal in my dream said to me, You must tell the truth tomorrow. Be warned. As he finished speaking, Radek clutched at his throat and eventually fell to the floor. Everyone rushed forward, but Radek was dead and by his own confession was guilty of the crime. The governor had no choice but to free Enoch Altschul and give orders that the waiting mob of soldiers be dispersed and the Jews of the ghetto should be left in peace. The Jews of Prague thanked Hashem for the miraculous turn of events. It was on the 22nd day of Tavis 
that this ness happened in Prague, and for many years this day was celebrated by the Altschul family and the Jews of Prague as the Purim of the Curtains. For on that day their sadness had been turned to gladness, just as in the times of Mordechai and Esther in the Purim of old.